Welcome to Chronic Risk, the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Stay tuned for expert advice and analysis on issues pertaining to risk in the cannabis industry from NCRMA's members and certified service partners. Chronic Risk, secured by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, starts now. Welcome to another episode of Chronic Risk here on CannabisRadio.com, the voice of the NCRMA, the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Thank you all for joining us. Chronic Risk is the podcast that gives insights on risk and the cannabis industry from the NCRM, NCRMA's appointed brokers, service partners, members, and affiliates. On behalf of Cannabis Radio, I'm pleased and thrilled to go ahead and host alongside the hosts of Chronic Risk, Crocco Petrilli, chairman of the NCRMA, and chief execution officer, Tamala McBath. Rocco and Tamala, thanks for being here. Thanks for Rocco, having me. Great to be together again. My pleasure. So there's been quite a few things uh, in, you know, some of the episodes we've had here of chronic risk that we've had to talk about. Uh, normally I would be behind the scenes, but watching what's been going on here all together, there's a lot of new things been happening. So first off, since our last uh, time together here on the podcast, Rock or Tamla, whichever one of you want to answer first, talk about us, what's been new at the NCRMA. Please update the listeners on what's been happening as of late. From a from a standpoint, Brasco, of uh, you know what's new, uh, probably an easier question to ask. Answer is what isn't new. Uh, <laughs> right. We we've uh, we've had a busy time since uh, we last talked together, and we brought some of this out in the various chronic risk episodes that you've been producing. But uh, we we were we were if if you remember. We, we were at the cusp of, of kick, kicking off our national prominence and enhancing uh, our membership drive with NCRMA 2020, uh, which was scheduled for March of this year uh, before COVID-19 took, took the legs out from underneath us. And, uh, you know, we, we quickly regrouped, as good companies do, and uh, turned our resources and focus on, you know, things that we could do virtually and internally versus uh, what we could do externally or what we were limited to do externally. And uh, used that time primarily to create the NCRMA Academy, which is something that we'll talk about later in the podcast. Uh, on top of the Academy, uh, we, we've continued to grow our organization, uh, we, we, we have a growing number of uh, capable staff people filling the role of uh, making our members better, which is the NCRMA mission statement. Now talk to me with the pandemic that we've been dealing with because of all the changes since the original plan of NCRMA 2020. Talk to me about the engagement with members and bringing on new membership. Well, it, it, it was uh, obviously slowed. I mean, everyone went to uh, to Zoom and the computers, and uh, it sort of leveled the playing field. Although it it also lowered the bar for for the ongoing activities that are important in both uh, you know recruiting members and then continuing to educate those members. Uh, we made a quick decision that we were going to stay the course and uh, 
you know, made it made a quick decision that we weren't going to sacrifice the quality of our productions, our educational productions, trying to be trying to be first to the market. And uh, we we let uh, you know at that point, you know, in order to be an educator, what you needed is a is a is a PowerPoint deck and a Zoom account. And and we let all that activity happen around us. And I'm talking in general terms. Mm-hmm. And and we continued to keep our nose to the grindstone and create, uh, you know, quality productions, curricula and coursework inside the NCRMA Academy. And at the same time, you know, just continued to build our, our service partner uh, uh, roster to uh, put ourselves in a position to uh, continue to roll out from a virtual position the uh, supporting and educational aspects of the NCRMA Innovative Risk Management Program. I know one thing I could say, Brasco, about this um, time for you know all of those who have uh, retreated with uh, uh, the onset of COVID, I will say that the NCRMA is not in that category. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, definitely, we changed our focus to an internal focus, but man, the energy and the movement has been uh, continual. And I would say short of maybe Rocco one month for us to sort of regroup and pivot, we might've slowed down a little bit, but after that we have really been full throttle on our focus on our internal processes so that we can improve our value and our offerings to our members. So I think it's been a good time, uh, not just to reflect, but to uh, put the action plans in place and to move forward. And as Rocco said, we've we've expanded. We have um, two great new members of the team that have uh, just come on to help us in these areas. And so our this fourth quarter is really, um, you know, we're telling, put your roller skates on because we're moving fast into the end of the year and really preparing for, for uh, 2021. Yeah, as people that have worked with me before like to say, giddy up, <laughs> because it's go. time. You know, I can remember uh, in, you know, vividly, uh, the last time that we met uh, face-to-face as a group before what I'll, what I'll call the real COVID uh, shutdown started was uh-huh. March, the March 11th. March 11th. Mm-hmm. And, and we, at that time, you know, the, the, the Academy, in fact, it was introduced at that meeting. Right. And, and it was really introduced uh, as a concept. And uh, I mean, all you do is have to, you know, use that as a starting point and look at what we've stood up and the quality of what we stood up with in our internal staff and various service partners within that academy in this period of time. And, and, and you can tell that we, we didn't take much time off. <laughs> much time? Any time. <laughs> <laughs> he might have got time off, Brasco. I haven't taken any time off. <laughs> I'll tell you, honestly, we've been a lot busier than we were, as a matter of fact, Wallace, because, you know, with the fact that you know, there's been some constructive work, a lot of planning, a lot of strategy, I would imagine, behind the scenes at NCRMA so that 2021 would be, you know, a very capable and very strong year to, you know, basically just uh, overcome what might have happened that could have been 2020 because, I mean, everybody's feeling that effect. But the resiliency of this industry is obviously affected here. And, you know, it just it 
harness new creativity. If that's some new ideas of where to go with things. So, and there's been a lot of expansion going on with what you've been doing uh, at NCRMA. So, captive insurance. I'm really interested about this because we brought this. This was actually addressed last time on the last episode of Chronic Risk. Rocco, you spoke with about the effective combination of captive insurance and risk management for the cannabis industry. You spoke with Ian Stewart for the law firm of Wilson Elser. Wilson Elser. And captive insurance for audience, if you didn't know, refers to an insurance company that is wholly owned and controlled by its insureds. Its primary purpose is to insure the risks of its owners and its insureds benefit from the captive insurer's underwriting profits. Fast forward to today, the NCRMA has now endorsing captive insurance company. So help me help our listeners kind of wrap around the idea of captive insurance and what the NCRMA, NCRMA is doing now. Yeah, that, that's another, uh, another what I'll call uh, a byproduct, but what turned out to be a benefit of, uh, you know, the time that uh, uh, the COVID-19 uh, quarantine provided us is, uh, you know, we, we uh, as we talked about in that episode with Ian Stewart, you know, the, the NCRMA, after uh, searching long and hard and having numerous discussions with, uh, you know, existing uh, insurance in the cannabis industry, trying to come up with solutions that were better uh, suited for our members, uh, we decided to endorse the formation of, of a captive insurance company. And I mean, I'm, I'm pleased to say that, uh, again, just given a little bit more stationary time uh, on our hands. And I mean, you know, the, the day that uh, March, March the 14th, I was, I was scheduled to jump on an airplane and I had five speaking engagements through the West and not scheduled to come home again until April the 9th. And, no. and none of that happened. So now you have this disposable time and along with, you know, all of the activities in the academy, uh, which, uh, you know, we, we, we continued to build our education, we continued to build our support, we continued to build our expertise. It also gave us time to um, spend a lot of quality time with our members and feed information into the formation of the captive that's going to result in uh, the launch of a product and the mechanics around those products that are, that are going to be immediately beneficial to to the association on captive now captive insurance is that the same idea as in health insurance with as a health sharing account is that the same kind of idea i mean it, it's uh it's general i mean it, it's used uh categorically Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways uh, mm -hmm. the best thing the best way i can describe uh what we've endorsed is we've endorsed a mutual insurance company okay and that that's where members form an association and the association uh endorses the launch of uh of an insurance company that then is is uh you know owned by that association you know the first it, it sometimes it's called a mutual insurance company I mean, the first one was formed by uh, by Benjamin Franklin back in the wow. late 1700s. Yeah, uh, and it was for fire protection. I mean, he and his neighbors decided that uh, they were going to pool their monies together and uh, have a have a a loss pool to take care of any of the individuals if if uh, you know their their primary residence was damaged by fire. We're not doing you know what we're doing is very very much similar to that. True, true. 
not a new concept. And, you know, that is also similar to what you mentioned before, Brasco, to the concept of um, healthcare captives as well, that you have a group who set a high standard and um, are able to self-insure in that way. And it is a it is a cooperative effort, which is why it's very important to us uh, from our perspective that we're able to support um, our insureds and support our members in that from a risk management perspective and also um, from an educational perspective too, that we're able to provide those resources to make um, to make them successful overall. I love that. The fact that it's not just the education, not just the understanding and the engagement, but also this extra step here, I feel is is very important. And obviously, just the way it's being put together in this mutual form, it, it's it's you're really creating such a greater help. And I think it's an outreach that you know I don't know how many other organizations put this kind of outreach, this level of outreach, but it's very important. And I think it's it's critical to what you're doing, especially with you know, some of the volatility the cannabis industry feels because legalization is not here. Not all the parameters and infrastructure is set in place. Yeah, what I want to... Capacity, real capacity limitation in insurance and cannabis that is, is resisting, you know, the move to the insurance market, uh, adopting a sense of, of uh, urgency or, excuse me, normalcy. And uh, what we thought is, you know, let, let's create the capacity in a way that's most beneficial to the members. It didn't change our focus at all. I mean, we didn't go from a risk management company to an insurance company. In fact, we're not an insurance company. We're endorsing right. the startup of an insurance company. But no solid and particularly innovative risk management platform is complete without a set of insurance products that, uh, you know, takes care of what I'll call... Uh, you know the 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 spillover of uh, what happens with risk management because you know to think that all risks are preventable preventable although that is a goal that's also somewhat idealistic so you minimize or mitigate your mm -hmm. risk opportunities and then the ones that uh, happen to escape out of the can uh, you clean those up with effective insurance coverage and I really think that's a differentiator. For us, Brasco, because that support, um, just as you said, we're going the, we're going uh, an extra step beyond just verbally saying that we support and beyond just providing the cursory education, you know, that's needed in risk around certain issues, but actually just to be a resource, a consistent resource, uh, real time in the field, able to um come alongside businesses exactly where they are, whether they're startup, they're second stage, you know, for profit. Um, we just want to make sure that we're able to provide that across the board. Because one of the things, you know, that that uh, I was thinking as the two of you were talking, uh, cannabis is, you know, it's an agricultural industry and it doesn't stop. So even with, you know, even with COVID, I mean, I'll tell, a little, I'll tell on myself a little bit. I was raised on a Black Angus cattle farm and my grandfather and um, his brothers or my uncles were all farmers. And guess what? Harvest uh -huh. came every year, <laughs> you know? And so we look at this industry and we've got, we're planting, we're harvesting, we're processing, and then we're distributing a product, right? Well, you know, along the, that vertical, there are risks all along the way. And, um, you know, 
COVID doesn't stop that. And uh, we have to continue to be able to support these businesses that are out here, you know, really making it happen in the industry. I think that's important. I agree. Now, at the start of the show, uh, we were going through all the things that are happening with NCRMA. Uh, Rocco, you mentioned the NCRMA Academy. And so it's a new educational arm. We're going to go ahead and talk all about that coming up after a short break. You're listening to NCRMA's Chronicles here on CannabisRadio.com. Chronic Risk will continue after we visit our certified advertisers. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. Pempire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, Cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. You're listening to the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, NCRMA's Chronic Risk, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with more Chronic Risk, presented by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Here once again with Rocco and Tamala. NCRMA has recently trademarked NCRMA Academy, which is the name of the new educational and training arm of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. So before we get into what uh, it all entails, talk to me a little bit more, uh, either one of you, about the creation and inception of the NCRMA Academy. Well, I'll start it off uh, before I turn it over to Tamala because, I mean, she's really been uh, the architect uh, of of the Academy and all of that progress uh, that I talked about earlier in the podcast, it, it's all as a result of her, her leadership and efforts. But, you know, we recognize this, it, you know, you have these defining moments uh, in in your thought process when, you know, you just continue to throw these... Uh, the, the visionary aspects of your intellectual output against the wall to see what what sticks. 
and uh, you know we we were we were certainly uh, from from the early days we were committed to education, and one of the real reasons for that is uh, I think the first uh, survey that we we took of our members, which was back in middle of 2018 to, to a much smaller number of members, six or 800. And, and we asked them, uh, what are your thoughts on risk management? And uh, we got crickets. Mm. And, uh, you know, so then we, we, we tuned it up a little bit and we said, what are your thoughts on insurance? And then it became more tangible. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of, a lot of the feedback, uh, you know, a lot of it being unpopular or negative that sort of set us down the path of trying to find these insurance solutions. But bringing back to risk management, it was quite obvious that a, that a solid cross-section of our membership really didn't understand the concept. And, you know, risk management is, I mean, I think it's a behavior. You know, I put it right up there next to uh, survival uh, mm -hmm. because, I mean, just with my professional training you know, particularly in automotive uh, components manufacturing for, for a lot of years. You, you just, if you didn't have solid risk management uh, processes and plans and principles ingrained in your business, you, you would not survive. So, so you know, we, we started to work with our members and really, you know, loosen up the formal definition that you get a lot of times from insurance companies and banks and uh, said, you know, risk risk is anything that keeps you from making your business successful. Boy, and then, you know, then the valve opened up. So, so we started to get all this input on what our members thought their biggest business risks were. And uh, we took that input uh, to first develop uh, a line of, you know, webinars and education that, uh, on that fateful day in March the 11th in Pittsburgh, we, we spun into uh, the vision of a formal academy. Let's talk about the actual academy itself. The course curriculum includes ergonomics, as well as a tie-in between education support and expertise, risk management, and insurance coverage. And you've also announced that you also plan to include topics such as cannabis disaster planning, foundations of cannabinoid medicine, and more. So tell me about the construction of the curriculum well we we current have we currently have uh, seven independent curricula and uh over 30 courses uh that have either been stood up or we're in the process of standing up in the combined effort between the ncrma internal staff our expertise and the expertise of our service partners uh through those uh you know one one that you didn't mention but one that's uh you know, very prominent because when we asked our members back in October of 2019 uh, what their biggest risk was, uh, they came back and said, well, it's really talent, you know, finding the right people, putting them in the right places, and then retaining them. So, so we've developed a complete uh, five or six course, course, courses around the curricula of, of talent optimization. And uh, we're, we're rolling all of those out in a systematic fashion that ultimately what they're going to, uh, the proper completion of the proper sequences of, of courses and combinations of courses, very similar to a college curriculum, is going to result in a, an NCRMA risk management certification. 
that that's going to pay uh, some real benefits, particularly to those who, you know, are, are policyholders in the capital. One of the um, important things for me, Brasco, when we mm -hmm. even when we started talking about the concept, we started putting it together. Um, I really wanted from the outset to make sure that we um, took this to us to a higher level. When I say that, our contributing educators, you know, to me, I wanted, for me, I wanted expertise and not just knowledge. Because, you know, if, as you know, being in this industry, everybody in cannabis knows a little bit about something. Right. You know, I know about that. And so we have a lot of <laughs> people that have knowledge, but I really wanted experts in the field, in their areas. So you don't always, most of the time you don't get that in one, you know, in one person. So I think it was, it's been a search and will continue to be a search to network and identify experts in um, their areas and to then have them. And they've actually, we've had, you know, just great contributors wanting to come to the table and a part of that is around their passion for the industry and for sustainability. And that's the type of contributors that we are looking for. So we're be we are being very selective and you will see that uh, in our course offerings and who we ask because we want, um, number one, we want them to have a level of expertise, but we want them to be respected in the industry because then I think that it will uh, definitely cause these businesses to navigate <clears throat> toward a solid resource and know that they're getting, you know, solid information. We have to go back to another break real quick, but when we come back, we'll talk more about what NCRMA is doing in terms of service partnerships and uh, really just to keep people in touch during this time of the pandemic, what uh, people can do to go ahead and become members. We're going to talk all about that coming up after a short break. Again, you're listening to Chronic Risk, presented by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association here on CannabisRadio.com. Chronic Risk will continue after we visit our certified advertisers. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. 
plant profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, NCRMA's Chronic Risk, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Chronic Risk with the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. I'm here again with Rocco Petrilli. He is chairman of the NCRMA and chief execution officer, Tamala McBath. So now, Rocco and Tamala, as we wrap things up, the NCRMA has been adding new businesses to its list of service partners. And, of course, we're so thankful as Cannabis Radio to be thrilled to be included in that growing list. Plus, you're further enhancing offerings available to your growing membership like the NCRMA Academy and other things. So how can listeners, you know, if you haven't thought about it yet, ncrma.net, you know, what, what do they need to do to become members so they can also support all the great works you're doing? Um, definitely. They can go to the site, ncrma.net, or also info at ncrma. We'll also take them to um, the information that they need. And one thing I want to say, Roscoe, which is very exciting because you mentioned that that you are a service partner, is that when we first started, uh, we we went out. uh, Between Rocco and myself, we were asking people to be service partners. I mean, we were on a mission and every meeting we went to and that sort of thing, we were handing out cards and asking. And I am really happy to announce that we have a pipeline of potential service partners that we're having to vet to go through to be able to um, add. So the interest has really, really changed. And I think that is um, such a positive for not just the NCRMA, but for our members, you know, to to see that now. And these are viable businesses that um, support the cannabis industry that are coming forward now. So this fourth quarter, we're really in a in the process of vetting through um, new potential service partners to get them added by 2021. And then also from a membership standpoint, in addition to that, we have a new member that has joined us, um, Kathy. And she's going to be responsible for member services and our service partners. So that is just, it's a great problem to have. I'm not complaining in any way at all. (laughs) And uh, she'll be driving our membership um, um, program. We're getting ready to launch our membership program. So you'll see a lot more about that on the web and also on our website. And we have email blasts going out for people who want to join because, yeah, Ironically, I mean, it's been good because I think because people have been in some during COVID, we've had a lot of interest. We've had uh, new members to join. So now we're really getting ready to focus on that for this last quarter to be able to grow the membership and um, our service partner program as well. So again, website is ncrma.net. Make sure Mm -hmm. I make that point across. Now, 
Uh, coming up on future episodes, next coming round of episodes of Chronic Risk, we will be presenting some, some roundtable discussions. So uh, I post to either one of you, give us a preview of what you have in store for us. Well, we're still working on the agenda, but uh, the concept is uh, we've built this team and we want to give this team some exposure because, uh, again, they are, they are responsible uh, in, in a big part for the continued growth and success of the NCRMA. Uh, you, you have met and we have featured Alex Herding, yep. who, uh, who's our chief uh, risk management officer. Uh, he'll be part of the roundtable, as well as uh, you know the new employees Jennifer Zolk and, and Kathy Anderson that uh, Tamala mentioned, and it's just an opportunity for you know the I don't know if if you remember the old uh, Seinfeld episodes where the cast they they'd actually make a a a particular show they'd record a, a particular show around the cast just sitting around reminiscing and talking about what they did and what they're going to do. And that's what we want to do uh -huh. because we want to give our, we want to give our players uh, some promotion and we also get, want to give them a taste of, uh, you know, what, what Tamala and I do on a more routine basis in, uh, you know, promoting the different activities uh, of, uh, of the association. I want to mention, oh, go ahead, Tamala. I'm sorry, Brasco. I was going to say, and for this roundtable, I want you to just be prepared to laugh because <laughs> this is a, this, it's a wild, wild team from a standpoint of energy and passion around the industry. Uh, we, we like each other. We enjoy working together. Every, everybody brings something, you know, different to the table. And I think it's just going to be a lot of fun just to have all of us. And, and we will definitely have our cameras on for this one yeah. so that uh, we can uh, have this roundtable discussion. And we're excited about you being in the middle of it. So be ready to facilitate now because. One, one, one tip, Brasco, is bring your encyclopedia of uh, movie lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like Harvey Specter in Suits always giving lines to his uh, to Mike uh, on that show. It was just one yep. thing. Yeah, it's kind of like the same idea. But anyway, which way? To let the members and let those outside the membership be able to go and get a chance to get to know everybody there. And obviously, you know, just a, a good testament of who you'd bring on board, the kind of atmosphere you're looking to bring at the NCRMA and the people that are working together, you know, like-minded and, you know, very relatable and just it's a comfortable and, you know, a really trusting atmosphere. It's like, I, I really like the, the enthusiasm that you're bringing on board. And we're going to definitely hear it from the other people you're bringing on board to go and join on this. And I've just also, you mentioned Alex Herding. That was the first episode of Chronic Risk was having mm -hmm. Alex Herding on as he was appointed as the chief risk management officer, the first right. of the role. So and, wanted to and point again, that out. you know, uh, we, we recognize that people don't... Uh, use uh, uh, risk management and insurance to build their social and entertainment calendars. But uh, if they tune in to this particular episode, I, I guarantee you, you will find it both socially appealing and entertaining. And entertaining, yes, yes. Fantastic. Thank you both so much for jo joining us here. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity to host the program this time around. And obviously, definitely looking forward to go ahead and do the roundtable discussions coming up very soon on the program. For all of you to go and make sure to go ahead. And in the meantime, please go ahead and download all the episodes that are available through CannabisRio.com. 
uh, through ncrma.net and also wherever you find your podcast, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now Amazon Music. It's all available for all of you there to go ahead and check out for yourselves. And again, thank you for joining us here for another edition of Chronic Risk. We'll talk to you next time. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.